and welcome to this week's episode of Off the Shelf. We are coming to you from a very, very sunny UK. If you're listening to this, probably later on in September, this is the three-day heat wave we had at the start of the month. My guest this week is Natalie McMath, also known as Scotties and Books on Instagram. She is a 30-year-old accountant, wife and dog mum from Glasgow. She founded the Scottish Book Club, which is probably how most of you know her, which is an exclusive club for Scottish people or those living in Scotland, which champions Scottish authors and literature with about 150 members. So Natalie, tell us, why did you start the Scottish Book Club? Hello, thanks for having me. Um, I started it actually because this is a surprise for someone who set up a Scottish Book Club, but I didn't know much about Scottish literature. Um, so I set it up as a way for me to learn um, a bit about, you know, where I came from and like, you know, to champion Scottish literature and learn a bit myself. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, that's why. I, I just I just set up, I was basically wanting to read Shuggy Bain and I was in another book club and they didn't want to read it. And so I was just like, well, I want to read it and set up Scottish Book Club, thinking that I would only have, you know, maybe a couple of people read it along with me. Um, so to go and then end up, you know, we're 10 months in and I've got 150 people wanting to read with me. Um, it's been quite a journey. Um, but it's been good because as well as that, what the reason I kept it going is because you learn that, you know, Scottish people don't really have their own community. Um, we were all reading, you know, like classics and American history and, you know, all these contemporary fictions based elsewhere. Um, and we were all missing the fundamental thing that was like where we're from. Um, and so it's, it's been really nice to get to know people from where I'm from that's had similar experiences to me, if that makes sense. No, it does. And that's a really interesting point. I'm actually trying to rack my brain now and think of classic literature. And I can actually only think of, ro- sorry, classic Scottish literature. I can really mm-hmm. only think of Robbie Burns. Well, that's it. I'm from Ayr, um, which is where Robbie Burns is from. Um, and that was, um, funnily enough, I was speaking to my friend about that last night. And he was the only person I had ever read that I pure, like, I pure love Rabbi Burns. And the reason for that is because he talks, he writes, well, he wrote, sorry, the way I speak. And I've never, ever found that before. So, you know, obviously Shuggy Bain's not written the way I speak, but all the ones we're finding are. Um, and I didn't even know they existed. That's actually, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. No, I, I completely see that. And obviously... The books that you're looking for are books that represent you and the people that you see around you. And obviously 150 people agree with you. Yeah, um, that's it. Exactly. And, and you know, there's a lot of what we read is West Coast of Scotland, which is where I'm from, you know, the poor part of Scotland. <laughs> but, you know, there's people from all over that are reading and learning about our experiences. And likewise, you know, we're reading about the other side of Scotland or up north or stuff and reading, you know, things that I would never experience, even though we're all the same country. So it's quite nice. Um, and the fact that I've made friends for life it's just it's been absolutely phenomenal oh that's so nice I love the way books can bring people together and this is a complete segue but what we were talking about before is Natalie is an accountant but her last name is McMath yeah it was meant to be wasn't it but then they say that your name so McMath would have at some point been my like somebody's profession that's that's where your surname comes from. Um, so in history, it's a profession. So it obviously just comes down the generations. <laughs> oh, interesting, yeah. 
But no, yeah, no, I agree. Like some some people, you hear their name and you're like, yeah, that you're, that name, you're just born for that job. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're you're tr- uh, not a triple threat, double threat because you've got the maths and you've got the reading. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm a catch, so I yeah. hear. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but tell us about your dog. Oh, Raven. Um, she's a half Scotty oh. dog, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, um, she's a quarter Jack Russell, quarter pug, um, and she's a bit like a cat, to be honest. Um, <laughs> she's not as fun as yours. I've seen yours on um, Instagram and stuff. Oh, um, no. He, yeah, but you think he's fun, but he's actually not fun. I'm currently nursing. I'm not sure it's, <laughs> I don't think it's broken because I can still move it, but it's very bruised. I ran a marathon at the week, a half marathon at the weekend. Yeah. I got to the end and he jumped on me and bent my finger back. I seen it. I thought that was absolutely beautiful. Do you know, Raven would literally have went, oh, you're there. That's good. Well done, and walked away. So she would have, <laughs> if she would even come to see me. <laughs> oh no, Blair is always very pleased to see me. So I suppose that's nice. Um, but <laughs> move, so moving on to the actual reason why we're here, your five book picks, and you had yeah. quite an eclectic selection. So the first book you've gone for is the first book you remember being read to you. So please tell us which book you've chosen and why. Yeah, I do have an eclectic taste in books. Um, so the first one is The Hobbit by J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, I'm a massive Hobbit sure. fan. Long time to yeah. know if I ever did this on myself, it would be one of my picks. Yeah, I, I did think that, Phoebe. Um, I think you uh, listened to a, uh, an episode where you said that. Um, but the reason I picked it is because, well, it was the first book I remember being read to me, but it wasn't from, you know, my parents or my grandparents or anything like that. It was from my teacher at school. Because um, where I'm from, I think you mentioned it similar to you as well. But I didn't have a library. Um, reading wasn't really, you know, I came from a mining village, so it wasn't really something that was promoted all that much. You know, reading was very uncool. Um, so I, I kind of read myself, but not much. To then this woman um, who's a teacher, um, Miss Middleton, sat down every Friday and read as a chapter each week of The Hobbit. Um, which is lovely, um, but but if you ever had met Miss Middleton, she is actually she was sorry, basically Miss Trunchbull. So oh really? The, yeah, yeah. yeah I was so picturing a Miss Honey in my head. No, no, it, Miss Trunchbull is exactly who she was, down to the things that a lot of things Miss Trunchbull would do. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, she she gave me this. That that's the gift she gave me. She just reading it every Friday, and I always remember the part. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a part where they're going across a mountain and then the mountains come al- alive. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I can still remember that now. And it's I can remember her speaking it. You know, I'm 30, so that, that was at primary school. You know, it was that that long ago. That's so um, lovely. Yeah, I was the same. I was from a um, a tiny little um, village, which coincidentally also was an ex-mining village, but not, not in Scotland. And we oh. had, I don't know if they were a thing where you were, but we had like a library on a bus. Yes, yeah. Like yep. drive round. That's that's my first real memory of a library. Yeah. I used to go and get my goosebumps books from there. So I did. Oh, they were they were also good books. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember it coming, you know, it's not like it came once a week or anything. I only remember it coming every now and again and then it was a big treat where you got to go on and pick a book. Um because oh. so, we were so so rural. Mm. Um, and again, and for, young, for young people listening to this. Back in those days, there was no real, there was no audiobooks, there was no yeah. ebooks, they were not a thing. 
Well, where I'm from, didn't you couldn't get internet or anything, and you know it was totally like a way out in the sticks. Um, so yeah, her her reading that to me, I think it actually it really really. I know it's not. I've got one to change my life, but it actually did change my life, and you know, even down to like sticking in at school and stuff. It was all because of this woman, and you know, in this book. Yeah. That's really lovely. I mean, I'm sad that you know it's it's a mishunt, it's mistranscript, but not a mishunny situation. I know, I know. That's really but nice I think that makes it better. I'm Scottish, yeah. so, so most people are like that up here anyway. There's no, there's no mishunnies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's so lovely. Okay, interesting. And yeah, as people have heard, I'm a big fan of Tolkien. I think as I get older, the more I realise that the answers to most of life questions are in the Tolkien book. Yeah, well, do you know the, the funny thing is, mm. I have I own I've got the copy my copy sitting right next to me. I haven't opened it ever because I'm just that scared that it ruins it for me and ruins that memory. Do you know what I mean? I'm assuming you've seen the film. The yeah, yeah, I love the films. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I went to see them as straight as they come out. Um, but I just I think reading style wise maybe. Maybe I wouldn't get it as much when I was an adult, and it, maybe it was the way she brought it to life. Yeah, I see that when you, when you're like when you have a favorite book, it's very much it takes you, to, it transports you to a certain place, a certain time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand the fear. I get that. So, yeah, but I'm got, I'll do it soon, and I'll let you know how I got on. Report back. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, the next book you've chosen is the book that changed your life, and you've touched on it a bit before before this so please tell us which book you've chosen and why yep um it's shuggy bane by douglas stewart um so as i kind of touched on earlier it's the first book scottish book i've ever read except from robert burns and maybe the odd crime book um so it was my gateway into scottish literature and not just that you know it's based some of it's based in Glasgow, some of it's based in mining villages and shows how like rural life is. And, you know, I just, it was very personal to me. Um, the A lot of the people in it are people that I can name people that I know that are in this book, if that makes sense. Um, and We Shuggy Bane, um, I don't know if you've read it, Phoebe, but it's um, he's a wee guy who... The, everybody classes him as no right and what it is is he's a bit feminine he loves his mum and he's um, it turns out he's gay later on um, but he just doesn't fit in with the west coast kind of world back then I think it's in the 80s um, and his mum's an alcoholic Agnes and it takes you through you know all her issues and stuff um, and just the issues that people faced in the 80s in Glasgow and you know in these pit rows um, so it, it's really, it's really, really personal to me, um, and it is just a beautiful, beautiful read. A lot of people f- find it so sad, but for me, yeah, I, I, I can see why it spoke to you. Um, yeah, but I personally found it very, yeah, it, it, it's a sad book. It's about, yeah, not belonging. It's about the grinding nature of poverty, like you said in, yeah. in you know places where they were employed by big industry and now they're not and it did win I think it won the book last year it was definitely sure it did, it did. In, in, the, in first, the first um I don't know if he's the first gay man but he's the first gay Scottish man he's only the second Scottish 
writer to ever win a Booker Prize ever. And the first guy that won, um, the, the judges basically got up and walked out and revolted because he won because he was Scottish. Um, so it's a big deal, a really, really big deal. That's so that, interesting. I did, Well, it's horrifying, but it's interesting because yeah. I, I didn't actually know that. That's, that is yeah. interesting. And actually, I don't know if you felt the same when I read it, but when I read it, I was thinking it could be, I think, I mean, oh, I don't know if you think this when you read books, but I was thinking I, I can't wait, as in this will definitely be turned into a, a book or a series, a, not a book, a film or a series. Well, I have a spoiler. It is getting turned into a series. <gasps> um, yeah, Douglas um, has told us that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, really, been... I'm really not surprised it deserves it. I think it would be, do yeah. very well as a series. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially, you know, because people like us that grew up there and stuff, it's, it's just, it's really, really interesting. But what I found, obviously, you say it's really, really sad, but to me, and when I spoke to Douglas... Time he, with he, all his... Oh, he, sorry. That's all right. Um, when I spoke to Douglas, he um, confirmed it. It's basically a love letter to Glasgow and west of Scotland. That's, that's how he wrote it. He wrote it as a love letter to the women that lived here and what they put up with and stuff. Um, and obviously, maybe there's bits... Um, Phoebe, forgive me, but like because you're not from here, there's parts yeah, in it. But it, that it, it, pure, it's just, sorry, carry on. You know, and nostalgic that maybe people who, because obviously it's getting re- read all over the world and everybody's saying it's pure sad, but there's bits in it to me that make me laugh that I've just l- looking back in my childhood and stuff. You know, the bit where that there's a bit in it where Agnes fills an old fridge freezer full of water so that you can use, a, use it as a paddling pool. I did stuff like that, you know. Um, so it was it was quite a lovely read for me as well as a sad one. If that makes sense. No, it does, and it's funny to say. I mean, to put out that I'm not from Scotland. I've been there a few times to visit family, but I wasn't, <laughs> was not born there. I've never lived there. But really interesting. It's, it's interesting what you're saying about it being from a mining village. So many years ago, my family eventually. I think my grandma, maybe my grandma, maybe her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, came from the mining regions of Scotland, particularly. I think they were based in Motherwell, which is all right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and they they um, moved down to work in the mining villages in Kent. So, you know, I'm only a few generations removed from yeah. that. It's it's yeah. interesting what you say about he um, wrote it as a love letter to the women that lived there. I remember um, my great grandma yeah so she was born in scotland married a miner came from a mining village moved from scotland down to kent and this would have been in the 20s and 30s when you know you didn't really travel back and there wasn't oh. mm-hmm. really telephones you had the occasional letter and that was it and i remember my mom telling me once that she um she had seven children i think it was six, six or seven yeah. and her husband uh, at the end of the week got paid and then gone down the pub and then he'd come back with some friends and they were drinking and they wanted to have something to eat but she was like I couldn't let them because that would be the family's food for the week yep that's exactly it yep yeah yep. and that's you know I was a gen the generation after Shuggy Bean but my dad and my uncles and um they were brought up and a lot of the time it was soup kitchens and stuff mm. um, especially after you know Shuggy Bean set when the mines are closed so yeah. when there literally was no work for these men. So it didn't matter what my gran and my papa did. There just wasn't enough food on the table because of obviously what happened. Um, 
So yeah, it, it, just even bits, you know, where they go and steal the copper and the bing. Yeah. Um, you know, I played in the bing when I was when I was a child and stuff. It's really nice, and the fact it's so personal to Doug, Douglas Stewart as well, just makes it, you know, mm. even even better, you know, because his mother was an alcoholic and stuff as well, and she passed away you, because you of alcoholics. You do read it, and at the time when I read it, I didn't know much about the author, but obviously I've since kind of looked him up. Yeah. And even though it's not an autobiography, I did read it a bit. Yeah. Like one, it's it's very mirrors his own life very personally, even though it's not strictly a autobiography. Yeah. yeah. Not all the bad stuff happened to him, um, but it's it's based loosely on his life. Yeah. I can't wait for the series or or the film. Forgot which one. I yeah. yeah I definitely. <laughs> I would watch definitely. So hopefully, moving on to a a topic that's a bit more jolly. The best book that you received as a gift, and then you've you've put slash one you always gift. So which is it? Do you give it or do you both. receive it? Both, both. So um, my wife bought me this. Um, she did a um, when I was twenty nine. She bought me twenty nine books. Oh my god, um, that's amazing! I know, I know. And she did it again for my thirtieth and got some of the bookstagrammers and stuff. So you must there. just live in a pile of books. I mean, how do you? Oh, I do, I do, I do. Um, um, I'm a very slow reader as well, so I've I've still not read the twenty nine, and now I have another thirty because I was thirty. Um, so yeah, it's it gets out of control. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, so the best book I received, um, and the best book I've given as a gift is Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine by Gail Honeyman, which is also Scottish literature. But I read it before Douglas Stewart, but didn't realise the author was Scottish um, because it's. It's not really about Scotland, if you know what I mean. Um, no, it isn't. But um, it was the book that got me back into reading. So um, I obviously have touched on that I was an accountant. I'm an accountant um, and I was studying for a long, long time. Um, and the only books I was reading were academic books. Um, and I had no time at all to read. Um, and I'd read a few other ones, but they were taking me so long. Whereas this one, I flew through. And it just it made me love reading again. And it actually um, made me look at more contemporary novels instead of looking at things like crime novels and history books and stuff. Um, because Eleanor is such an amazing character. You know, it's, a, it's all about loneliness, isn't it? And like, I don't know if you've read it, to be fair. Um, it's about loneliness and mental health. And, you know, that she lives this mundane life every day and thinks she's fine. But as it turns out, when she finds more out there, she finds friends and stuff that that she wasn't all right. Yeah. All yeah, um, I mean, it's funny what you say about um, when you're trained to be an accountant and you didn't have time to read any. So I was doing some legal exams and I, like, like same as you, I was like, I don't want to, I'm reading legal textbooks all day. I don't want to come home and read, even if it is a fiction book that I really enjoy. So I just stopped. And a few years ago, I made my, I'd finished my exams. My New Year's resolution was I'm going to start reading for pleasure again. Yeah. And I did. And I suppose this podcast and my bookstagram is just an f- extension of that. Yeah, that, that's the same as Scottish Book Club for me. Um, and even going on to Instagram and talking about books, it was probably this book that then led to me wanting to talk about it because I also said this is the best book I've ever given. I rave about this book. If you ever go on to my Instagram, You'll see it comes up quite a lot because I just love it. 
He's um, one of my mum's favourites as well, yeah. Your mum's got good taste. I like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. But I get, like, my, my friend, uh, or bridesmaid, Gail, um, doesn't read. I've gave her hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books, and she'll say, yep, I'll read that, yep. I've tried everything, you know, even, like, just chiclet books, you know, whatever. Um, and I gave her this one, and I said, just please just give it a go. I know you'll love it. Um, and she still messages me now. So that was, you know, that would have been in 2019. And she still messages me now just saying, I miss Eleanor. That's how Aww. much it means to her, this book. Um, so I think it's definitely a good gateway for someone who wants to read something a bit more serious, but doesn't know how to get into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it does make sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it makes you there's something you can can get away from Eleanor Rolf and, and what I got away at, you know I've got I am diagnosed with OCD um, so I related quite a lot to a lot of Eleanor um, but it made me think of what someone's maybe going through that I don't know and take a step back and be a bit more empathetic towards people you know because you just don't know what, what somebody's suffering through no, you so. don't. And I'm looking at your book, your book choices so far, and they are a bit dark. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shaggy Bane is really about not belonging in And in the fan isn't jolly. I mean, The Hobbit, okay, yeah, there are some hairy <laughs> bits in the middle, but it does have a happy ending. I'll give you that one. <laughs> well, you know, when we get to book five, that's better. I promise. Well, let's use that as an excuse to move on to book four. Now, this is the book that you think everyone should read. And I yeah. had never heard of it. So did you try did you did you read any pages of it? By, so I, uh, I, I Googled because so you did include the authors. I was like, I'll just Google it and see if I know the author. And no, I know no. nothing about it. So please tell us which book it is and why um, you should read it. <laughs> so it's The Young Team by Graham Armstrong. And the reason I was asking if you had read the uh, if you looked at any of the pages, there is a sample on Google if anyone wants to look, but it's written purely in Scots language, so the way I speak, so not the way I'm speaking right now because that's me being polite, but the way I would usually speak. Um, and it's from my era, so it's about um, growing up in 2000, so um, I think it's 2004, and then it goes up. Um, I don't know, 2009 maybe. So it's basically when I was a teenager um, and it's about a young guy called Azzy Williams um, who lives in the west coast of Scotland. He's from a single parent background. He's not in poverty though. Um, you know, he's he's not a poor guy, but his postcode has basically dictated how he should be brought up and how he should live his life. Um, so he gets caught up in a lot of Scottish gang culture, what you would call... We call it an edge, we call it a chav. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like drugs and, you know, womanising and drinking all the time and just living for the weekend, basically. Um, Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday night hungover and then going to school, not really fit, like getting involved in school, just fighting with the nearest gang if they went to the same school as you um, and just really not doing any of your life. Basically, the way I describe our generation growing up as we were the forgotten generation so Shuggy Bane's the generation that you know everybody talks about because of what Maggie Thatcher done and shut the minds and stuff mm. but so that happened 
Then there was deindustrialization, and then we were just left. So there was no help for us. We were just left in these wee villages with nothing. There was absolutely nothing left, with nothing to do, except find, you know, pals and find a community ourselves, which a lot of the time ended up in drugs, eh, drugs, drink, and gangs. Mm. Um, so that's basically what it's about. But it's not. A lot of people think, oh well, that's you know quite a harsh book and you know a young man reading that's maybe going to make him go into gangs and you know think it's cool and stuff but it's not this is about Graham Armstrong's life as well um, and what he's wrote this to try and a get young men to read who shouldn't who wouldn't read because of where we're from b to try and make them think themselves and just even help one person just to change their life because Azzy Williams is actually very good at English and all that. And there's teachers in the book that, that you know, try and help him. And there's, there's girls in the book that try and help him. His mum's a big part of his life. Um, but he just he ends up with mental health issues. And then it's basically either needs to change his life or he'll be stuck in the rut forever. And that, I mean, that's universal of the whole, whole of Britain. It's not just a, it's not just a, a Scottish thing. Um, there is another book that Graham recommended to me. Um, and it's Who They Was by Gabriel Krause, I think it is, or Cruise. And it's in London. And it's a gang culture in London. I think, um, is it Polish gangs? Which is from like a similar thing. So it's written in English. It's not written in Scots. Which, if you, I mean, if I was you, I would give it a go. Um, but if, if that was something that you, Scots wasn't something you wanted to read in or you couldn't read it, then this one is an option as well. I mean, I could listen to you talk about this for ages. So I, <laughs> this is this is my own ignorance. Didn't really realize that books were written in Scots, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Books are written in, in all kinds of things. And like like I said, I googled this specific book, The Young Team, before, and there were comparisons drawn between this book and Train Spotting. Yeah, which which I is also have... written in a type of Scots, but I haven't read Train Spotting. But it's, well, it's I... East Coast. It's not West Coast. You see, I'd completely forgotten about um, train spotting when I was trying to think of Scottish books I'd read. And I did read train spotting a long time ago now. We're talking like I must have been 17, 18, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I had a very cool friend at school and she wanted to watch the film. So we watched the film and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I read the book. And I was, pro- I was probably a bit young for it. A lot of it went over my head. I was a bit like, this is very, yeah. a bit weird. But no, I completely forgot about know- it. Yeah. I've never read an Irvin Welsh. I've got them all here behind me on my my bookshelf, um, and I've I've never read them. But what I was saying at the beginning about not knowing that Scottish literature was a thing, I thought Train Spotting was just a film. I didn't really realize. I did not realize that all these books existed. Um, it's only something that I've learned in the past year. So it is, and I'm finding things that mean so so much to me like Graham Armstrong is such a good guy he's going to make such a difference to Scott like the youth of Scotland you know he's already doing it he's making films about it he's made tv shows and all that and he's cool so a lot of young men are going to you know relate to him and you know they're going to listen to him he went into prisons and stuff and read his book to them and you know they get get cards back from the, the prisoners saying that they had changed their life and stuff um just what he does is absolutely amazing. Um, so even if you don't read the book, 
maybe watches we film um, infectious nihilism and small metallic pieces of hope i think it's called and it basically tells you everything you need to know i was gonna say those titles are a statement yeah 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 it's, it, it, do you know what it talks like me right and when you hear people talking like us you think now i'm not saying you think i'm just saying people usually think that we're stupid we don't really have much to say but graham armstrong i could listen to him talk all day and all night because he just has so much to say he's so he's not political by the way but he has he just wants to change people's lives he doesn't care who's in charge who's in charge because he knows that no matter who's in charge these these young guys are still going to be left um oh, so i could listen to you talk about you talk about <laughs> him talking about him talking all the time i know you can tell i've got a wee bit of crush on him <laughs> Oh my god, nothing wrong with that. I have, I, I think some of my friends are like, I, I want to say to my friends, like, I could listen to so and so talk for hours, and they're like, what? And I'm like, no, really, He's, they're just so interesting. They've got so much to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I completely agree. And like I said, I, I think, yeah, like you said, there is, there will definitely be some books in my memory, and I hope people listening now are trying to think of books that they've read that are written by Scottish people that a they know they're written by Scottish people or people who. Or, or be people that they don't know are Scottish. Mm-hmm. It's it. so interesting because a, yeah. lot of, a lot of famous books are written by Scottish people, but they're just not written in Scotland, you know, um, or they're just not well known. Um, you know The Doll Factory? Yes, by Elizabeth McNeil, yeah. yes. Elizabeth McNeil's Scottish, which I didn't know that. I had that book sitting on my shelf for years and hadn't read, well, for, for, since it came out and hadn't read it. Well, the last like McNeil. Yeah, I know, but 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 some you know we we emigrated quite a lot, so yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> no, that is yeah. No, that's oh yeah. Like I said, I could literally talk about this for ages. Um, yeah. But anyway, we got to move on to your final book, which, as you said, will be the the real total uh, opposite. <laughs> yeah, the, the real exception to the rule. So please tell us about the book that makes you happy. Yeah. So and actually, uh, um, nearly didn't pick it because it's chiclet. Because I think there's a wee stigma with chocolate in there that, you know, it's a wee bit embarrassing or you shouldn't read it or it's a guilty pleasure and stuff. All right. Well, um, just before, so just before we go on to this then, you said you nearly didn't pick it. Was there a runner up, a close second? Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. Always yeah. the way. Always the way. Yeah. Not really. I could have picked, I could have picked Duck Feet, which is another Scottish one, but I, I actually didn't mean to pick so many Scottish books. I just did. Well, it's very on brand. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose it works. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be doing my job right if I didn't pick them, I suppose. Eh? <laughs> okay, so back to your book pick. Um, so it's I Heart New York um, by Lindsay Kelk, um, which is about Angela, who finds out her man is cheating on her basically she gets angry pees in his toiletry bag and buys a ticket to new york and goes to the other side of the world and basically finds herself finds new friends in this new life um and a couple of love interests and stuff as well um but the reason it's important to me and the reason it makes me so happy is it's just so nostalgic i read it it was my sister that gave me it maybe when i was 18 or 19 um and it really helped me get through a lot of hard times, you know, try to find myself, you know, getting through some hard breakups. Uh, every time, you know, 
know what it's like when you're younger every time you just flat out with people quite yeah. a lot <laughs> every yeah, time I I exactly them, something happened or I feel like a friend or something um, I would just go home and start reading I Heart New York again it is the most battered book that I probably own um, because I like to keep them all prim and pristine but that's a sign that it's an amazing book for me well read and well loved yeah yeah but it's but I know it's chiclet but it's not really there is obviously love interests in it and stuff but it's more about you know she's got there's a friendship in it with her and a woman called Jennifer Lopez um oh that's a that's a very yeah. strong choice of name I, who wants to be Oprah so she does <laughs> mm. um and it's just yeah it just it's just do you know one of those reads that it's just so comforting no matter what's going on in your life you just dive into it and it just takes you away. Um, but yeah, that that's what it is for me. No, I think it sounds really nice. And I I also love Chick books. And this is another book I was reading it and I was thinking I would watch this if it was turned into a film. Yeah, oh, definitely. So would I. So would I. Um, I have asked Lindsay quite a lot. Come on. <laughs> Give us a wee, TV series or a film or something. But Well, I did, like I said, I... I googled it beforehand and it's part of a series so i heart and then various places in the world so she could easily yeah. make us a multi-part series mm-hmm. definitely and you know i was just thinking there i don't really i'm not really loyal to a lot of authors um but every single year she brings out a book even if it's not in the i heart series because i high heart series is finished now but i pre-order it straight away and buy it and drop everything I do like everything I'm reading and stuff which is quite a lot just now obviously and I dive right in there and it just makes me feel a wee bit better about myself and then yeah know, like it's, said, like, it's like super prolific I don't know how she does yeah. it mm-hmm. oh yeah and she's really cool as well you know she's she writes these chiclet books but she's really into wrestling and stuff and but at the same time does makeup tutorials and she's just a really nice girl you know, just, oh, just that's so nice. yeah. yeah. I love it when authors are nice people as well. Yeah, and she's lovely. She used to, um, obviously, before Facebook and Instagram was really big, um, we used to email her and she would email us back straight away um, and tell us a wee bit about the book and stuff um, or what she was writing now. And, you know, she's just really, really nice to her fans, which I think has always, you know, helped. And that's actually, you know, you'll notice when I'm talking about a lot of these books, I'm talking about the authors as well and I think that's why I have such a connection with these books because the authors are so nice which you must find, find as well because you've obviously got authors that come on here and um, there must be ones that you've got a, quite a good rapport with that makes you want to read them more and champion them. Yeah I think you're right and I think a lot of um, a lot of authors that I have come on here I just find it so fascinating when they come on and they pick books and they talk about the books they love and more often than not you can see the roots of what they write in the books that they love yeah well that's that's what I find quite interesting when I listen to your podcast as well um and then when they when they say that this you know helped them write that part or this part or they wanted it to be a wee bit like that you know yeah it's, it's really nice it's really nice it's nice to see them passionate about other people's books as well because you think an author, you think, oh, they just want you to read their books and blah, blah, blah. But they don't, you know, even Douglas Stewart, when he won the Booker Prize, he he went, right, OK, I've won. And that this is great for me, but I'm going to use my platform to tell you about all these other Scottish books that you should be reading. Mm. And I just think it's amazing when they do that. 
Oh, I completely agree. I think that when we, have you ever heard that famous mellow Michelle Obama phrase, which is when they go low, we go high? I have not, but I might use it now. So Michelle Obama <laughs> says that, and I always think that, you know, just because other people aren't, you know, reading or they aren't doing whatever, doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Yeah, if we definitely. all aim high, then by extension, we will raise up the people around us. Yeah, exactly. I like okay. to think that's what she meant. She, I mean, she might be listening to this because obviously she listens to my podcast. Of course, thinking, of course. Th- thinking no, Phoebe, that's absolutely no. You completely got the Roy under the stick there. Um, but that's what I choose <laughs> to believe. Well, you know, Michelle, if, if that is what you think, you know, you just need to reach out and let her know. So yeah, you you need to come on the podcast and explain what you mean because I think the the fans would love to hear it. Exactly, and um, you know, since I'm here, if if um, I could come on as well, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, me, you, and Michelle could be the new uh, those, yeah, team team. <laughs> so, moving on to the uh, final stage of the podcast of the five books you've chosen, what's your favorite? Your number one going to a desert island uh, or a Scottish island, nevertheless, an uninhabited one. Oh no. Do you know, I listen to your podcast quite a lot when I'm working, and I always forget that you asked, I, I forgot you asked this question oh what i um, love about this question is we always get to this point and i ask the guests and they always like oh no i can't pick one but in my head i'm always because i've listened to them talk about them in my head i always think which one they're going to pick right um, okay i mean okay. I'm, I'm not very often wrong but now i've said that i will definitely be wrong right okay um so i'll probably pick <sighs> shuggy bean i that's, think that's that that's yeah that's what i thought you were gonna say Oh <laughs> well, once you started talking about it, you just were wrong. Yeah, and I, I didn't even have to say much. Yeah, and then I keep going back to them, don't I? Yeah, and honestly, and it, that my favorite thing is when people talk about something they're passionate about, and they mm-hmm. just not that I wind them up. I just ask an innocent question, and psh, off they go. Yeah, aye. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. I, I could speak speak about chuggy bean for another hour, so I could. <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely think. Because it changed my life so much, it's gave me an insight into books. Um, Douglas is lovely and it's just so powerful, but at the same time, a bit there's a bit of niceness and beautiful puts beauty, that's the word. And yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. So as you're a regular listener, you'll know we're on to the five quick fire questions. So question number one, fiction or non-fiction? I'm gonna say fiction. Do you ever read any non-fiction that obviously doesn't include accounting textbooks because we don't want to talk about those? Yeah, so before um, I read fiction, it was always history books I read. So I always read history books about World War II um, and about things that have happened around the world. It's, it's something that I'm really into. But because I've got so many books, um, I've not picked up any non-fiction lately. I don't read any self-help stuff or that, um, but I'm more into what happened in the past. No, that makes perfect sense. So next question. And you've kind of touched on it before by saying that you're a slow reader. How often do you finish a book? Mm, lately. I mean, I was reading Misery and it took me three weeks to read it. Um, but I'm usually about four or five books a month if I can, if I've got like some good books, some belters. If I've got some belters, then I'm about four or five. Yeah, if you're if you're in the zone, I get what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Question number three: What's your favourite place to read? Saturday morning, 
downstairs, dog and wife in bed, and I get peace. So I just sit down there with a wee cup of tea. And that's my that's my favourite place to read. Do you know what? I completely sympathise because, as you said, I've also got a dog now and it's very hard to read with a puppy. They're like, what are yeah. you doing? Why aren't you paying attention to me? See, again, I'm lucky that mine's is just like a wee cat. So she would just come down and cuddle in. But I just like it when it's just myself because I'm the one I get separation anxiety from her. So if oh. I know she's there, I'm like, what are you doing? You want to play and stuff? And then I just get distracted. So I prefer it when it's just me downstairs. She, she lies in um, with Amy. They lie in till about 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm up from eight reading. So that's when I do most of my reading. <laughs> well, I can't hold that against them now, can I? No, <laughs> I can. <laughs> so question number four, what's your favourite independent bookshop? So um, I went to one in Edinburgh lately and really, really loved it. Um, it's Golden Hair Books. Oh, um, yes, I've heard about this place. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, it's do you know how independent bookshops are a lot of the time you know they're a bit open space you know there's not not that many books on the shelf um, or that's kind of vibe um, mm. it's kind of like that but there is a lot to choose from which I like and there's a wee kids bit through the back obviously I don't have kids anyway but but it's still nice and it's just got like rows and rows of children's books um, it's just I just get really nice vibes from it so I did. I don't like a bookshop either that's got that's crammed with books. Stresses me out because I can't find anything. Whereas I just felt like everything was sitting quite nicely. Um, so I like that one, and also Ullapool Bookshop up north. That's the same. It's actually got hundreds of books, but it's just it's you know nice and white and pristine, and mm. I just I, I, I feel like it's calming. But they're very calming bookshops. I can get in and get a bit panicky. So yeah. Those are the two that I like. Interesting. Yeah, like I said, I've heard of Golden Hair and everyone says I should go. Um, I've never been to Edinburgh. Uh, so when, when I do go one day, I will I will go. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's lots of... I went to Edinburgh. That, that was my first time actually going to Edinburgh and looking at bookshops. Um, and I come back with 25 books. There's nice charity shops and everything. It is cracking. So it is. I'm thinking, but if I went and I bought 25 books, I'd probably have to drive there to fit all of my books in. Well, what you can do is you could just drop them off at my house um, and I could just deliver some at a time, pick out the ones I want to read. Yeah, first. you read them and when you're <laughs> done reading them, you post them to me. I think that's fair. <laughs> so final question of the whole podcast. Which book are you most looking forward to reading next? Hmm... Um, so we've picked our next Scottish book club pick, which is Buddha Da by Anne Donovan. Um, she's quite a prolific Scottish writer, um, which I had never heard of, but we're reading it. Um, and it's about Anne-Marie's dad, who's a Glaswegian painter and decorator. Um, and he decides that he wants to take up meditation at the Buddhist centre in town and become a Buddhist. And that's what it's about. But it's written mostly in Scots again. Um, I think it sounds like it will be quite a happy, fun time. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to reading that. And we're speaking to our, um, the book club at the end of, August, uh, end of October, beginning of November. So definitely looking forward to all that. That's really cool. And I'm actually going to squeeze in a very last question. Mm -hmm. um, and this is more from me than the podcast, I suppose. If I yep. wanted to read a 
um, a kind of a classic Scottish book that or anything that wasn't Robbie Burns, what should I read? Well, I haven't read it, but Jekyll and Hyde is from a Scottish author. Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so I read Jekyll and Hyde. I actually had to read it at school and I did really like it. I did not know it was by a Scottish author. Neil did I, I tell last week? I have some of them on my shelf, but I've never read them. So maybe I'll start with Sherlock Holmes. Well, I'm wanting to read Sherlock Holmes as well. So if you need a buddy, I'm your guy. I always think about Sherlock Holmes. It's one of those books where there's been so many adaptions and they're all done yeah. so differently. And you wonder what the book's actually going I to be like. I wonder what the book's actually like. And also, will I read the book and just be very disappointed? Yeah, that's true as well. I know a lot of people have read it lately um, and they've absolutely loved it. So hopefully we won't be the exception to the rule. Yeah, we hope so indeed. And <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I will let you get back to your evening. Thank you so much for coming on, Natalie. It's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks very much. It was very, very fun. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. And if people, I'm not sure if we said this earlier, so I'll just recap. If people have enjoyed hearing from you, where can they find you on Instagram, on Twitter? Where are you on the internet? Um, I'm on Instagram at Scotties and Books. And because Twitter only lets you have so many characters, I'm on Twitter at Scotties and Books. Um, and I've also, hopefully, if it's not rubbish, got a podcast coming out about Scottish literature um, maybe next month. So you'll find all the information on that on my social media as well. It won't be rubbish. And I cannot wait to listen to that podcast. As you can tell from this episode, my knowledge of Scottish literature is shockingly bad. (laughs) You need to come on and we'll test you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe. All right. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you.